0: Now, one of the launches you were at last week was the Plant Atlas 2020. What's it all about? Well, this is the third plant atlas of the BSBI. I was the secretary of this way back in the days when I was in Unforest Farbaha in the 1970s. And at that stage, I was the secretary of the Botanical Society of the British Isles, Irish Regional Branch. <laughs> Anyway, they brought out a second atlas in the year 2000 and there had been so much aggro over the first atlas in 1962 being called an atlas of the British flora, Mm -hmm. even though Ireland was in it, that we got a change. So by the time 2000 came along, it was the Botanical Society of Britain and Ireland. And that's what it is now. And even more and even better now, rather, the Irish regional branch is gone. We are on par with the others. So it's the Botanical Society of Britain and Ireland. And the current president is Michelin Sheehy Skeffington from the University of Galway. And she is the first Irish woman president to be in charge of the whole caboose, England and Ireland and Scotland and Wales, the whole lot. So they come they come with great pedigree. But indeed. what's the atlas all about? So all why, of these why are we talking about an atlas, the results of Plant Atlas Twenty when it's now 2023. Yes, of course, indeed. But you see, there are thousands of volunteers all over Britain and Ireland out volunteering, recording, and the whole country is divided up into 10 kilometre squares. So there's over 1,000 10 kilometre squares. The country is divided into 40 vice counties, which are the equivalent, all the equivalent size counties. Each one has a county recorder. They are in charge of the results from their county. And so they, they monitor and record and describe where the plants are in their particular area mm. and then 20 years from the 2021 they were. They said, right, blow the whistle we'll see wh- how it has changed since so in 2020 they said let us do this and then they've been out recording ever since and they actually got the publication at this stage and today... I'm looking at it online but when it was being launched last Thursday they actually had the atlas in and it's two large volumes you can hardly lift them so the amount of information in that is great. And so is that, it good or bad? Well it's not good. I mean they're able to compare the information now in the year 2023 with what the situation was like in the year 2000 and indeed what it was like in the first atlas in 1962. So they can say this is doing better this is doing worse this is doing whatever and it is a devastating result because what they have done is they've divided the kind of plants in Ireland into three groups. There's the crowd that came by themselves, the native species. We were always talking about these on the programme. These are the ones that came after the end of the last ice age by themselves. Nobody brought them with them at all. Then we have the very early ones that were brought here by people and these are called Archaeophytes, in other words, up to the year 1500, mm-hmm. plants that were brought by early monks, early invaders, and they became established. I mean, how long do you have to be in a country before you're a, a native? Or well, do you, you have an answer to that. When do you blow it? Well, that's what I'm just saying. It doesn't seem I think to be five a, years to get citizenship. <laughs> well, perhaps, yeah, but they're not if you're a pure <laughs> plant. So we have the native species, they came on their own. There was the archaeophytes that came with people bringing them, and then the latest ones, and they're really the baddies, are the neophytes, the new plants that came in since 1500. And some of those, have grown and expanded to such an extent that they've pushed out the native Irish species. Things like rhododendron, for example, Mm. which is a poisonous plant from um, Turkey. That has come here, planted as a lovely plant in Land Gentry's estates. Even the bees won't touch it because it's poisonous to them. None of the attendant fauna that would be... Living with it in Turkey, wherever brought here, of course. Things like Himalayan balsam, for example. These are doing so well in Ireland that they're pushing out the native species, making the countryside much less biodiverse. So this is what this, this plant atlas is showing, where the increases have been, where the declines have been. But even more importantly, who's been increasing, who's been declining? and Who are the winners and the losers? Let's look at the figures. 56% of Ireland's native plants in decline. That doesn't sound great. It does, it isn't. It's horrific. And it, the answer to the question that you haven't yet asked, which is why. Well I was about to ask which it. Is what why? is the question? You tell me and then the I'll Especially you were well a fifty six percent of a decline in Irish wild plants, any normal inquirer would say, Why is this happening? Well sure, who's somebody making it. fifty-six percent of Ireland's native plants in decline. Why, Aina, why? Yeah, and I mean we <laughs> often say, Oh, this is because of climate change, but in this case in Ireland it is not because of climate change, it is because of land change, land use change, like places that would have been a wild, diverse meadowland that was made for hay cut at the end of july lots and lots of wild plants those fields are still mm. green if you're going by but there's only maybe three or four species of plants in them just grasses like rye grass yeah. and loads of nitrates the nitrates go off the grasses into the rivers the rivers are becoming neutral richer the lakes are becoming richer and the native plants can't cope with this so it's all land use change making the change native grassland plants have suffered the most that's what you're alluding to there 80 percent of non-native plants introduced since 1500 have increased. Uh, They're the neophytes, the newbies, in other words, and they have been doing very well. But really what we need to do, we need to get funding down to do a PhD ourselves on this programme because there's a connection between the changing introduced plants and the changing introduced animals as well. And the changing, you know, getting rid of top predators, things like that. So you have herbivore animals like goats you've herbivores like deer you've herbivores like sheep and they're having a huge impact on the vegetation and this is then making life even more easy for your neophytes these new nasty fellas to spread because they're getting assistance from the introduced non-native animals as well so it's all of a piece this is the plant end of the story but the story is even larger Mm. because the introduced animals are playing a huge bad role.